This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Morena no mai kiti korero e ranga e tereo e rangi ona tangata o Manawatu. You are listening to the catch up on Manawatu People's Radio. Uh, happy Waitangi Day uh, to everyone uh, for the official day yesterday, of course, but we are observing it today, uh, which I think large swathes of the country are just enjoying the day off uh, and hoping for better weather after the weekend. Uh, as you may be aware, every second Monday we uh, look at CEDA, the Central Economic Development Agency, uh, often times they will uh, put forward candidates for interviews that are doing interesting things uh, in the economic space. Uh, look into the back catalogue at npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch up if you're interested. Uh, but today it's a, it's a little different because we're in SIDA itself and we are saying Atamarie, happy Waitangi Day and congratulations on the new role uh, to Jerry Shearman, the new CEO for SIDA. Good morning, sir. Oh, kia ora, Fraser. How are you today? Not too bad at all. Thank you for asking. Um, so, I mean, most people will be aware of CEDA uh, and its role in the economic space. They may not be aware of you and where you come from. Uh, what, what's your What's your background? Uh, so, Fraser, my uh, background's in um, senior leadership and education. Uh, I've been working at the Polytech here at UCOL in Palmerston North for the last six years. Um, and prior to that, my professional background was a sports scientist. Uh, so um, for my evils, I'm a keen uh, watcher of data and figures and uh, love, you know, working with uh, evidence-based decision-making and just taking forward, you know, really good ideas and giving them, you know, some gravitas and moving them forward to fruition. So there's a lot of skills, obviously, transferable over there, but monitoring the economy as opposed to maybe science and, and research in that regard may be a little different. Is, have economic matters always piqued your interest or are you on a steep learning curve at the moment? That's a bit of both. Um, I'd sort of argue that there is quite a bit of science and economic development, actually. It's taking, you know, really uh, clear evidence and taking the data that we get from all the different channels we can access and then bringing those together to, you know, get a lay of the land for the region and the national context and then just um, use that to inform decisions we make with our partners around, you know, what are the big you know, here audacious goals that we're looking at and what we're trying to move forward for this region. So they do sink in a bit. Um, but yes, there is a bit of a steep learning curve. Um, there's a lot of acronyms and a lot of uh, things that you've got to get used to in a new in a new role. Um, but I, I quite enjoy that uh, part of, of, of learning a new role. And the bit that really appealed to me about this position and this organisation was uh, the relationship building I can bring into this position. And I, I just love getting out there and talking to stakeholders and making sure that we're doing the best job for them we can. Uh, 
Um, regular listeners to the catch up and in particular our special series during the 2020 lockdown will be aware of some of that the importance in some of that statistic gathering um, we were monitoring well you were monitoring and I was speaking to some of the team there um, monitoring sort of business confidence during lockdown and, and gathering some surprising information in 2020, certainly, that people were remaining relatively optimistic. They saw it as an opportunity to take stock, to uh, recharge batteries, to do things that otherwise they wouldn't be able to do in terms of planning and resilience. Um, 2021, not so much. I think people had had enough of it at that point. But it's good to monitor that and, and feedback on it, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And it's, you know, our, our, our business team here are really in touch with a lot of the sectors around our city and our region in Manawatu, and they're able to, to, to sort of get the pulse of how people are feeling. And I think it's true that it has changed a little bit. We're still a quite resilient um, e- economic sort of uh, region to be in. There's lots of, um, you know, uh, positivity around, but there are challenges. You know, we're starting to see uh, things like events being cancelled or, or postponed, and that does have a bit of a bit of a, 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 a flow through. And then there's just the simple things, like I, I looked out my window earlier and noticed just how quiet the city was, which is in part down to the fact I think we are going on holiday this weekend. But also, you know, there's people you know, working from home a little bit more. And so we've just started a campaign um, or pushed out today in our our little missive out to our stakeholders to really get out and support the local industries and local coffee shops. And you really get stuck in this this long weekend and help support the local, you know, economy. It's it's an interesting time, I think, for anyone to take on a new role. And of course, many people in New Zealand and across the globe have been forced to, I'll, I'll say it, I'll say it, pivot uh, and, and career change where otherwise that might not have been necessary. You've obviously chosen to move into this role, but the various alert level settings, uh, now we're in the traffic light settings, the, the, the five phase plan to open up the borders, it's a really turbulent time to find space to get your legs under the desk and get going. Mm. Well, Fraser, you used the word pivot first, so I won, so that's good. <laughs> um, no, look, um, it, it, it's it's interesting, the decision-making process that people might use to, you know, move from one career to another. And mine, mine personally was um, spending a little bit of time in managed isolation last year on the way back from the UK. So it just causes you to reflect on, you know, where you're going and what you're up to. Um, and it is interesting because, you know, it's my understanding from the economic data that we're getting from our partners that there are, you know, significant numbers of jobs around at the moment and the unemployment rate's really, really low. So while that does create some issues for businesses, it does mean that there's a buoyant market out there for those who do want to move from one career to another. So it's a very, very interesting landscape to be looking at in terms of that that that, that part of the equation. And I guess, I mean, you must be sitting there seeing a, a, a great deal of potential, or one would hope so, a new role with the enthusiasm that comes with a, with a new leader. Uh, my sort of knowledge of the economic agency in, in Palmerston North, Manawatu, Central North Island, uh, going back to Vision Manawatu days, and then that merger decision-making between Vision Manawatu and Destination Manawatu and what roles were going where. Uh, the the Palmerston North City Council has taken it upon itself to bring some of its marketing events back into itself. It's 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 retained some funds that used to go to CEDA. Um, there's a lot changing in the landscape. And of course, CEDA was still, is, is still a very new organisation. Uh, and I, I think your predecessor was charged with figuring out what that role was and how it 
connected with all of the other, as you say, relationships and stakeholders that you have around you. Does CEDA have that place now or do you see there's room still to explore that? Oh, no, look, I think um, you're right. It's a young organisation and, um, you know, I doth my cap to the two previous CEOs who have moved it from an organisation that came together from two and then have grown it into a space where it's starting to get its identity, I think. Um, and I, I really was attracted by the challenge of taking the organisation to that next step, which is really being able to, you know, be the advocate or the conduit to bring those businesses and emerging businesses and current businesses in the region to a place where they can be as successful as they can by us being able to, in a sense, speed date up opportunity with, you know, inward investment or whatever it might need to be, business growth, um, business intelligence, all those sorts of things to really, you know, give this region the chance to thrive. Because, mm. I mean, there are a lot of people that you uh, liaise with. I mean, we interview Wendy Carr from Fielding and District Promotion. They're a, uh, a partner of yours for that sort of the, the, the rural side of things. Uh, you've got things like the Chamber of Commerce as well. I mean, there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle. And some people, and myself included at times without the full understanding that the business community have, wonder how you all interact and is is one in charge, is one leading or are you carving out different spaces for each other? What, what's the current landscape at the moment? Yeah, so um, funnily enough, I went out and had a cup of coffee with Mindy last week and I'm catching up with Amanda next week. So it's it's really great. You know, the Chamber and, and our, our friends out at Fielding, you know, we my view on how we work together is is symbiotically. You know, we, we get in and together and we work for the betterment of the region. Um, we all have our own little, you know, specialist spaces, I guess, which I'm still learning what they might look like. Um, I'm on nearly on day 20, day 20. So, you know, um, it's that steep learning curve still still to to be to climbed but I all of the interactions I've had so far uh, with the different economic agencies and business support parts of this region I think we're going to work really really well together so let's have a I mean you, you must have uh, my understanding is when you're applying for for roles such as yours it, the, part of it is the interview and the suitability but there's also a pitch on the candidates part what what you see as uh, your role within the organization what the, the organization itself is going to do what are you what, what's your vision for for CEDA moving forward yeah so I guess I guess phrasing my pitch um, was obviously around the, my strategic leadership and relationship building skills um, because because the, I guess the, the the steep learning curve for me is the economic picture which is which I'm really enjoying sort of getting stuck in there but but you know I, I see that economic development being critical around our three strategic pillars for this organisation, which are firstly people, secondly place, and thirdly the businesses that operate in that place. So being able to bring those things through, being able to get our strengths to the point where they're really, really strong and underpinned by our relationships with our businesses and our partners, you know, focusing on that ability to retain and develop businesses and investment in the region, those sorts of things. So if we can get all those moving in the right direction, um, you know, we'll be able to attract more people and attract more business and attract more investment into this region. And I'm really, really excited by that possibility. As I say, I want to focus, uh, remain optimistic and focus on the positives. But I did mention before Palmerston North City Council choosing to direct a different amount of funding uh, towards uh, CEDA moving forward. 
What do you see as the role between Sida and Palmerston North? Because this is the capital city of, of, the, of the region. This is the place where a lot of business is going to uh, come and hopefully thrive and, or at least survive during these pandemic times. Um, what's the relationship with the city going to be? Oh, look, it's, um, I've had great engagement with both the Palmerston North City Council and the Manawatu District Council. It's been really, really great. Um, and I, I see, you know, really, really bold horizons out there for both those organisations working with CEDA. You know, we're mandated to uh, bring to fruition the, the vision that they have for both those organisations for the region. Um, and that's what we do every year in terms of our business planning and what we do for achieving those goals. And I've been very heartened and excited by the level of engagement and how that looks. So there's still, you know, some water to flow. Um, we, we set our annual plan every year and that's a that's an annual process so um but i'm really excited and heartened by how that's been traveling uh, i know you have to remain very sort of apolitical in the public space uh, and offer no favor to one party or the other but at the same time the political landscape in the in the economic space is is a rather interesting one as as well um i know the the national party are currently accusing the labor party of overspending and, and not preparing for the future even though i think there's a surplus proposed for 2024. Uh, there was pandemic funding put aside that's maybe not been used in the right places. All of these things, because it's the money in the central coffers, will have knock-on effects across the country. Um, what's, the, what's your view on the political landscape? Is it, is it positive? Is, is it uh, appropriately focused on economic matters, both in the urban, you know, Tamaki Makoro, Auckland areas, but also in our more provincial settings? Oh look, I think so. Um, you know, in the in the um, process of going for this role, I think I used a cricket saying, which is "see ball, hit ball." Um, so what I like to do is whatever cards we're dealt, either at the um, you know the national governance level or or in the region, um, you know, we just take that and and run with it. Um, so look, I I I I think in terms of what we've got. Uh, in terms of business support, anyway, from an economic perspective, has been has been quite good, um, and it's always, I guess, limited by what resources are available centrally. Um, but you know, we we're comfortable that our businesses, in terms of what we see and hit in that cricket analogy, you know, we're being able to provide, uh, I guess, good support for our local businesses. And even if that might be signposting to tell them where they can get support, or you know, our business mentors, um, you know, being able to help businesses to grow or to seek advice that they need, or whether it's just the simple, you know, uh, campaign I talked about earlier about shopping local over the long weekend or whatever it might be. So, you know, we're, we're pretty comfortable in the landscape that we land, um, and um, I'm sure that if that landscape changed, uh, we could move that as well. The landscape at the moment, and you referenced this earlier on, is very much that events are nigh on impossible to carry out, even under uh, the the orange settings. You know, it, it, the vaccine pass is uh, alienating a group on in society who otherwise would be able to enjoy all the same things that we do. Um, and personal judgment on whether that's a good thing or not aside, it does mean that 
the traditional events that you would uh, normally have done as CEDA, whether it be the uh, the expo, the, the careers expos, any of the sort of uh, business engagement and, as you say, the sort of relationship building stuff, it, that's all changing now. I mean, are, are, are you, is part of your plan looking at alternatives to these things as the mainstream? Because, it, I mean, we're in the third summer in a row now where we haven't been able to have the events that we've wanted to have. Yeah. Mm. That's a really interesting question, Fraser, actually. Um, I might just sort of go back in time a wee bit. My move to Palmerston North six years ago was as a Christchurch earthquake refugee, and I wanted to move away from, you know, orange cones and construction sites and things. But one of the things that was really interesting out of that was uh, how much uh, that region, um, the businesses, you know, adopted things that they might have seen as a as a, as a business interruption approach and then move them into a business as usual approach. You know, so I think one of the things that I'd like to, you know, keep the conversation going as we go through the next, you know, eight to 12 months in which in reality is when the borders will potentially open up fully is how do we, how do we take the learnings from the business interruption through the COVID pandemic and turn it into a business as usual approach to protect businesses from, you know, whatever might be next around the corner. So, so I, I'm kind of interested in that sort of approach. So, you know, I, I, I think, you know, when we get through the sharp end of whatever the rest of this year might deliver, I think we'll be in a position to actually go, well, actually, what did that uh, really difficult period from 2019 to 2022 teach us? Uh, notwithstanding uh, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, fairly hefty financial loss in the past few days with the share price plummeting, he must be uh, rather optimistic for his metaverse because that's going to be – you can kind of see where he's going with that. If we can't have events out in public and actually meet people face-to-face, can we do that virtually in a way where we don't get – I mean, we're on Zoom now and, and Zoom has become a BAU uh, activity, but it's very draining it's not mm. nearly as easy as meeting someone in a cafe or even in their office and having a coffee. You can still have a coffee. Something about just this little two-dimensional screen. It's, mm. I mean, they have, as I say, the careers expo, the idea of a sort of online virtual careers expo just doesn't appeal in the same way to stallholders or uh, potential employees, does it? No, absolutely. And I'll caveat this by saying, first of all, get off Zoom, everybody, and get out and buy a coffee. Um, but if you can't do that, and it, you know, it, it, it is it is one of those things I found interesting actually when the first lockdown happened, um, and and Zoom was the only game in town. You you actually got Zoom fatigue, didn't you? And 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 the etiquette of how to you know work in a Zoom environment was 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 interesting. You know, for example, one of the things that we changed in my previous role was you might have one person sitting say in the studio and you might have eight people around a, a desk or something and then what what we moved from that etiquette was actually each of those eight people is better off being in eight separate offices so you can actually have the interaction with them so you know the way we use technology is driven by how we how we need to use it um, but certainly um, I, I think what this this pandemic will bring in terms of a growth in you know technology will be amazing, you know, as people use uh, 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 more sophisticated ways to engage with, you know, broadband and and all those sorts of things to enable us to be as real as we can in situations that, as you described, Fraser, are not as much fun as being there at the moment. 
We are here with Jerry Shearman, the new CEO, 20 days in at CEDA, the Central Economic Development Agency. Uh, if you want to listen to this or previous editions of the Catch Up series, head to the website npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch up. Also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your online listening. Um, Jerry, uh, as I said, 20 days, not a long time, but you must be up to speed on some of the key projects that we can expect from CEDA in 2022. Uh, what What's the first cab off the rank for you? Yeah, so um, actually I I was unemployed for about a month before I started and before I started I had a couple of catch-ups around some really key projects which are, you know, are are, are really um, exciting me. So one is um, there's a lot of work at the moment on the Central New Zealand Distribution Hub and so that's looking at Palmerston North and Manawa too, you know, becoming quite a, 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 a strong player in the logistics space. So that, that, that's really exciting. Um, you know, there's been a lot of work uh, between the shareholders and CEDA um, to drive this ahead, and that's that's really getting some traction. Um, and the second one, I guess, is uh, around um, refreshing uh, the region's approach to food. So there's some work going on at the moment around a food strategy, which um, is really, really cool. Um, we're doing work around, you know, regional tourism and destination management. So we've just um, been talking this week around a review of our destination management plan. And I think that's really timely, you know, given uh, how we've been in the last two years highly reliant on domestic tourism um, and what that might look like when the borders reopen. Um, There's a lot of work going on around talent development and attraction. So in our um, business development team and our training and education focus around how we, you know, intersect with businesses and trying to upskill their, um, you know, their, their, their staff, because as we all know, it's, it's, it's much, much better to keep talented staff and upskill them or credential them against the skills they have that they haven't previously credentialed. Um, so there's lots of good things going on. Um, you know, we're always looking to grow our inward investment into our key projects. So, you know, that's, that's a key area to see how we can work with our partners to, you know, maybe bring um, some, um, you know, money into the region to help with, you know, ideas that are coming out of our fine tertiary organisation. So those sorts of things. So there's, there's, there's many, many good things going on at the moment. And, um, you know, it's exciting. And we've got some really clever, good people both inside this organisation and in the region working on those, those, those spheres. When you say destination management, is that purely from a tourism point uh, perspective? Or is that trying to attract more people to come and live in the region and thus work and contribute to the economy? Um, it's a little bit of both. I mean, we do have a strong um, focus on, you know, making sure that the Manawatu two showcases all the good things that it's got that you can do here. You know, there's a lot of really cool places. There's a lot of neat, you know, walks, mountain biking, all sorts of different things. You know, we've got a fantastic, you know, speed track that's been used in the past well. And sadly, we had to cancel the event or it's been postponed recently, the one in the region, which is which is not great, but, you know, there's that, but there's also part of, um, you know, what are the unique selling points for being in this region? And I know when my family made the decision to come here, it was just the central North Island location and how close you could be to Wellington and, you know, getting across to New Plymouth and Napier and to Lake Taupo, but seeing everything that this region has to offer as you go there. So so part of it's that. Uh, part of it's, you know, attracting people to come and, and, and see 
Manawatu two is the destination for their businesses, or just to come in and have it just a cracking good time. Do you obviously, as you say, showcasing the positives, making the place look as good as it can in in order to attract people here? At the same time, do you see yourself being involved in the conversations and perhaps projects to uh, address some of the less good things? Um, For example, uh, Nicola Patrick, uh, Horizons Councillor, is currently drafting an open letter uh, to the Minister of Transport trying to get an increase in investment in public transport because the fight that was required to get fielding its own bus service was a substantial one and perhaps you know you would expect fielding to have its own bus service that seems like a common sense thing similarly house prices i mean there's a lot and that's not unique to this area i appreciate but these are all things if we could if we could uh, showcase uh, a reasonable housing market good public transport these would add to the desirability of the region wouldn't they no, I think that's absolutely a well-made point. And uh, my my understanding at this point of the learning step curve is that it's not CEDA's role so much to enact those sorts of things, but it's certainly CEDA's role to, if if we're getting, you know, people who are considering coming to the region and they say to us, well, one of the roadblocks is A or B, you know, we would then go to the agency and say, look, this is what we're hearing out there with the, with the market. This is what we're hearing out there with people who are considering coming to this region, um, you know, I certainly know that there is um, a, a a lot of um, a lot of thought being given to how we can do things in an environmental and sustainable way. So I think that's also important as well. You know, there's there's plenty of technology out there, and we know about the growth in things like e-vehicles. And you know, you would have seen uh, a few months ago that CETA was involved with bringing beam scooters to the region. So, you know, there's plenty of there's plenty of ways to you know uh, contribute, although often in those bigger picture things, we have more of the conduit and the bringing of, uh, I guess, I, um, intelligence to the conversation rather than actually doing those things. Palmerston North has never had a great reputation uh, in New Zealand, which I think is grossly unfair because, as you've so eloquently said in this interview, it's a great place to be. Location alone makes it a very desirable place. Uh, do you? Is it uh, realistic to assume that you'll be able to bring up the reputation of Palmerston North alongside the the Manawatu uh, in a meaningful way, so that you know the Jaffas don't go, "Oh God, why would you want to go to Palmerston North?" Yeah. Oh, look, uh, I I really do think we can. You know, there's uh, and and I'll, I'll you know it was it was uh, my wife actually was the the person when we moved from Christchurch to Palms North who was the final convincer for us to come here. And within weeks of being here, we, didn't, we knew we'd made the right decision. So my eldest son's just started school at Palmy Boys. Um, so, you know, we just, we've really found uh, a sort of a hidden gem, I think, in this region. And it's, 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 We've discussed often at the dinner table. It's things like the schooling's fantastic. Um, I remember going to uh, a seven days live uh, at the at, in town here, where Jeremy Corbett was talking about how they had to delay the show by ten minutes because everybody in Palmerston North thought you could get to the theatre in six minutes. He said that's not true anymore. It's seven, you know. So you can just about get anywhere quickly. It's just a fantastic quality of life. You know, the sport's great. You know, good communities. So you know, the, the region's really, really strong. And I and I do think, you know, there's 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 uh, 
there are other doubters out there. You know, we've all heard them before. And when we lived out of Palmerston North, we thought that must be true. But I think people who come here and see what this fantastic region has to offer and the Manawatu and in Palmy, they're blown away. They really, really do enjoy it. And I think it's a fantastic place to bring up kids particularly. We've got a couple of minutes left. It is Waitangi Day. It is important. Or it was yesterday. We're observing it today. Um, I guess it would uh, be uh, prudent to ask you what your plans are in terms of the treaty space, in terms of engaging with Manafenua, Iwi and Hapu in the region to uh, bolster uh, Manafenua's contribution to the economy, which is not a small piece of the pie. Mm. Oh, look, um, funnily enough, I just had to... Um not kick out, ask a a staff member just to leave. We've just been having an hour-long conversation around that very thing. And I said, I've got an interview on the radio, so I've got to jump off. But look, um, in my old role, I really enjoyed um, the relationship building, as I said earlier, around the stakeholder engaging across the board. But I was, I was, I've really worked hard to uh, increase my ability and my, my desire and real love of engaging with iwi and Māori and Māori businesses. And so we are working with uh, both of our shareholders and with our, our cultural advisor who works with us here at CEDA to make sure that we have some really, really solid plans in place. Um, we want to make sure that we're engaging, um, you know, appropriately in a, in a culturally safe way and talking to the right people and making sure that um, everything's moving in the right direction. So that's that's something I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, and I'm going to, it's already in my diary for next week, to uh, look at how we, you know, can br- bring those desires to fruition and and make the right contacts and get out there and really bring that relationship with the iwi around the region along. Marvellous. Uh, that is us out of time on the catch-up this morning. Jerry Shearman, the new CEO of CEDA, the Central Economic Development Agency. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks, Fraser. And remember, if you want to listen to this or previous editions of the Catch-Up series, just head to the website npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch-up. As I mentioned, tomorrow at half past eight, joining Nicola Patrick from Horizons Regional Council. Join us then. Bye for now. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.